Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Shaznay. And I'm Sandy. I'm back again. I keep leaving. Yay! <laughs> um, but I would like to say that the last episode that Sandy did with her dad was completely awesome. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> I think it went to my dad's head a little bit. <laughs> I think your dad uh, should just like have his own podcast, honestly. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about it and I'm like, should I just start another podcast with my dad? Yes. Where we just talk about conspiracy theories and he asks me questions that I can't answer. Yes. Oh, sorry for the noise in the background. My mom's moving around. But <laughs> called um, out. <laughs> called out. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so yes, we're recording and then, uh, Sylvia calls or no, I think she calls. Yeah. And my, my dad's like, Oh, where are you? She's like, Oh, I am staying out a little bit later and whatever. And then my dad's like, Hey, you know what? You are keeping me and Sandy from becoming famous because you have interrupted our recording of the podcast. (laughs) So I'll just see you when I get home (laughs) or when you get home. (laughs) Oh, that's so, so funny. yeah, he he really enjoyed it. It was fun. That's good. Um, it sounded like he had I enjoyed fun. it. And honestly, well, he's first, such a natural at it. I I agree. Um, I just like I really wanted to record an episode. I wanted to put an episode out. Um, trying to be consistent, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, are you busy?" <laughs> And he's like, why? Like, can you be on my podcast? He's like, well, that depends on the topic. If it doesn't interest me, no. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Luckily, he, he had fun. Um, yeah. Uh, how was your week? Um, long. Like, literally on Tuesday, I woke up and I was like, oh my god, thank god it's Thursday. And then I remembered that it was Tuesday. <laughs> So that, that pretty much Low-key. sums up my week. Um, it's But it is Thanksgiving long weekend now. And Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because I really love pumpkin pie. Oh my god. Okay, so at work, we have this essential oil called pumpkin spice. And it Yum. smells just like pumpkin pie. Yeah. And every time, like it's a limited time because um, like it's just for fall. But yeah. every time I walk by the display, I take the tester and just, like, take a whiff. See? Oh, so my good. God. Pumpkin pie smells good. Pumpkin spice smells good. Like, haters gonna hate. Yeah, like, it, it smells really good. Every time people <laughs> are like, tell me what what's your favorite scent? And I'm like, this pumpkin spice oil smells so good. It does. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, and then last night, <laughs> you already know. Because it was 1.30 in the morning, and I had, like, just fallen asleep only, like, 40-ish minutes before. But I woke up, but not really. Okay. <clears throat> I had, like, sleep paralysis again. That sucked. So, it was so weird. It was like I woke up, but my whole body was, like, numb. And I felt like I was, like, floating. Even though, like, I was in my bed. I knew I was in my bed. but And I was, like, conscious. But I couldn't move. And it was dark, obviously, because my room's dark. Yeah, it sucked. And then that thing where, like, 
you you think you wake up like again the same thing is happening so like okay obviously like i'm not awake oh my god where's my limbs <laughs> so like i i knew what was happening at that point kind of and then i was like trying to like wiggle my toes or something so that i could like wake mm. up and then i did but like while it, while this was all going on like i could hear myself breathing like really irregularly like like i could hear myself like panicking breathing you know oh yeah like where you start breathing really heavy and like fast mm-hmm. um and i was like i didn't hear anything this time which is nice and i didn't see anything but i was really scared i was going to see something because i think i've talked about this before but in past dreams like there's this like witch <laughs> it's the best way i can describe it i don't know but like this this woman this evil entity in my dreams and um i avoid her at all costs because if i look at her like it's really terrifying mm-hmm. for whatever reason and when I was having the sleep paralysis, I thought it was her. I thought she was going to show up. So I was, like, freaking out because I didn't want to see her. And thank fuck I didn't see her. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you some other things, but I forget. It was one thirty in the morning. So. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh. Also, it could be because you're under a lot of stress right now, too, that... Yeah, um, but I don't know, because, paralysis. like, I've been under stress. I, I don't feel like stress really affects me too much. Mood-wise, it can. But I've never really felt like it has a lot of negative effect mm. on me. I don't know. It's I, I sleep too much when I'm stressed. I'm just like, wow, I don't want to be here right now, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And, like, earlier yesterday, I had taken a nap, and I, I kind of slept a bit too long, like, uh, longer than I wanted to. Um, mm. um, Weird. Oh, earlier yesterday, I took a nap, and as I was falling asleep, yeah, I was doing that jerking motion where I kept, like, waking myself up, and I get, oh, my God. I just remembered something. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I kept doing that jerk motion. I, I kind of hear things. But eventually I fell asleep. But no, remember, I think I told you, or else I told this to Siba, but when I um, woke up from my sleep paralysis, like I, I could hear somebody talking to me. Oh, yeah. And they said, like, a message. And I can't remember what the, the message, message was, but it was basically, like... Oh watch out <laughs> it was like uh be cautious pretty much that's the feeling i, mean, I, I got guess from that's it. good sorry i guess that's good <laughs> yeah um i don't know what i'm watching out for uh just everything i guess so be careful but yeah it was basically like watch out because you can't trust people or stuff like that it was weird um, yeah, that sucked. And then I told you about it, and then I screenshotted our combo and I sent it to Seema, and I told Seema about it. Um, and then Seema's like, uh, you can, like, talk to people about that, you know? Like, go see see someone about that. But I was like, I don't know, because 
it's so like not consistent and I haven't found like a correlation between anything yet mm-hmm. well I mean if you don't feel like it's a problem then like I guess carry on but I guess later on if you find that it is or yeah, you could always go yeah I do kind of wonder if I don't know it's hard to say like what what's a problem and what isn't okay oh i'm about to get kind of philosophical and weird okay so i'm sorry but my every day of my life i am in pain (laughs) you're always constantly feel uncomfortable right like you're never Mm -hmm. fully comfortable that's just a thing that's just being human yeah so like you always like my back hurts all the time like like my back is itchy right now you know, I just felt you a pain on my neck. It. You know, shit like that. So, like... Now I am very aware about every pain That's what I mean, right? That's just being human. But, um... How about, like... Okay, I'm literally always tired. Like, very seldom am I not tired. So, is it me? Or is that just my state of being? Is that my state of existing? Like, I look around, like, like, for example, in the staff room, I look around, and there's these people, and they're all, like, happy and giddy, and I'm just over here, like, oh, my God, I just want to go to bed. And it's not that I'm not enjoying myself, like, I, I love my job, but it's, like, I'm so tired right now, like, I just want to go to bed. I'm sorry, like, is that just my state of being? It's just, like, always exhausted and tired? Is it kind of like I, always being itchy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Help. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, do I go to a doctor and be like, I am always tired? <laughs> I wonder if there's something in like the air or something. I don't know. I feel like everyone I talk to has basically kind of told or is telling me like what you're telling me. Like, I feel like, I don't know, life is going through changes and I'm like, not handling it well (laughs) yeah which is like i mean me too yeah but yeah no that's all i'm saying it's like maybe it's just me maybe this is just my existence and this is the way that i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. because i don't want to go to a doctor and then them be like oh here's some drugs but then i've taken it for literally no reason because it's just my existence uh, that's what okay. I, like, my, I mean, my sleep issues just aren't consistent enough for me to think that, like, there would be anything we could do about it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, what I get what you mean. Yeah. This is also just the mindset I get from my mother, because literally she wouldn't even give me cold medication as a child. <laughs> oh my god, I was, like, telling Angela about how when I got tonsillitis my mom went it's fine that's how your tonsils are supposed to look like oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh but no sure enough I had tonsillitis and needed heavy antibiotics yeah no I mean that was the one good thing my mom uh she did recognize when I had like tonsillitis was drop and would get me antibiotics but like a cold like sniffles we never had Tylenol cold and sinus in our house I never had Buckley's like that shit didn't exist in my house. 
<laughs> we were probably like too poor to buy it, but like, <laughs> but still, mom is like, you're fine. Here's a Kleenex. <laughs> you're fine. You go to it's school. <laughs> like, oh, I could probably count how many times I miss school from being sick on like both hands. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, recently, so Ian and I got got our engagement photos done, mm-hmm. and I was getting sick before then, but I was like, okay, no, I have to stop this immediately. So I was, like, taking NyQuil and Buckley's before, like, I really, <laughs> like, I was just stuffed. That was it. That mm-hmm. was all of my symptoms, but I didn't want to get sicker, so I was taking <laughs> Buckley's and NyQuil, and at work, I would roll on, like, the the cold and flu like roll on oil I don't know if it does anything but I was rolling it on anyway (laughs) and then like we have this throat spray that I would but like the only thing I got was the sniffles so whatever I did was working and I didn't get sick and the engagement photos were great (laughs) yes that's exciting Mm -hmm. how was the rest of your week uh it was it was good I guess like um I didn't do much I worked got my pictures taken um, I finished the book today, which I'm super pumped about. Don't spoil. And I won't, but I really want to. <laughs> I am so like, what is going on right now? Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just so good. I am so like, huh? Did I miss something? For those who don't know, listeners, Sandy and I and Seema, we started a book club between the three of us. And we chose, well, Sandy chose, our her and I's favorite author. <laughs> Mutual favorite. Um, yep. Grady Hendrix, his new book called We Sold Our Souls. And it's, it's right up our alley, if you know us, because it's about rock stars and Satan. And Satan. <laughs> <laughs> like, he only has three novels and then one... Nonfiction. I'm listening to the nonfiction um, on Audible right now, but I've now read his three fiction novels, and I I just really like his writing, <laughs> and yeah. I'm very excited because he has a new novel coming out in March. Yeah, no, he's about like, vampires. His writing is insane. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's but, like it's oh like, my god, Sandy. He what? called out our favorite song. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my god, Shanine is going to love this. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, excuse me, it is not some shitty country song. <laughs> oh, the other day my dad and I just started singing it. I don't even know why. And someone was talking about Satan or the fiddle and then I sang it I don't know anyways yeah hey man that's a good Um, very good good book yeah very excited for our our meetup where we get to chat all about it yeah I got a lot to say you're gonna have to explain some shit to me because I'm so like what I mean you say that as if I'm not like what (laughs) I just have theories (laughs) okay I mean I do wonder if any of our theories we talked about will come true You'll know by now, but don't tell me. I won't tell you. It's interesting. I mean... Maybe I'll tell Ian until 
I can tell you guys, and he'll be like, okay, and he probably stopped listening at, like, halfway of me explaining the plot. Yeah. I mean, he might like it. Like, the book? Maybe? I mean, he doesn't like reading, and he doesn't really like horror, but he does like metal music. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe if it was, like, maybe if it was, like, a show, he would like it. He would Oh, yeah, it. probably. Or a movie, but if it's not anything he can watch, he probably will never consume its media. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, totally recommend listeners go check out Grady Hendrix's writing. He's he's this he's It's like you're watching a nineteen eighties like slasher film. That's what the vibe is and it's so fun mm-hmm. and so thrilling and a little bit confusing, but it's great. A little very confusing. Also, <laughs> my best friend's exorcism, which we talked about last year on the podcast. Um mm-hmm. Last year. Oh my god, Sandy is just both in yeah, a can year. Can you believe it's the anniversary of when we recorded our first episode? Yeah. It's probably past. But our first release was right around Halloween. Yeah, it was the 29th. But we recorded like three weeks early. Mm-hmm. So, happy anniversary, Sandy! Yay! <laughs> oh, we've come so far. We have listeners. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, check out Grady Hendrix's writing. He's amazing. And I need to tweet him and tell him that it is not a shitty country song. Excuse me, Mr. Hendrix. Devil went down to Georgia. Do you he was think you are? Steel. Yeah. Okay, Sandy, what's this week's topic? Um. Okay, actually, before we get into the episode, I have... Um, a ghost story and updates about the ghost in my house. So which would you like to hear first? <laughs> Are they separate? Yeah, the ghost story is was sent in to us. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Let's start with, let's go the ghost in your house and then the ghost story. Okay. Um, so few updates. One, Sylvia found her Red Bull two days ago. Okay. Guess where it was? Um, under her pillow. No, uh, but kind of close. It was in the living room, in the ottoman, sitting on top of a blanket. Oh, okay. Because the ottoman like opens and up, she and she was like, there? "No, she she went to grab a blanket. She was cold. She opened it up, and there, right there, perfect in the middle, was her Red Bull. That's wild." And she was freaking out, which, like, I'm like, I told you it was going to show up in some weird-ass place. I would have screamed. Uh, she was close to. So, yeah. she finally found her Red Bull after some weeks. The ghost decided to give it back. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Mr. Ghost. I'm so um, glad that my house isn't haunted. <laughs> that you know of. It's just me here alone. I would take my sleep paralysis over a ghost any day. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you're you're right on that. Yeah. I think I would too. Um, number two, I was downstairs in the bathroom and I realized there's like this pattern of I just have ghost encounters in bathrooms. That's true. Because I was washing my hands, and then suddenly I heard 
clear as day, someone at or say, do you? But they never finished the sentence because I whipped around to see who was behind me and there was no one there. Uh, so somebody was about to ask me a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I went and told Angela. Angela didn't believe me. <laughs> My mom kind of brushed it off because she's like, okay, but you think everything is a ghost. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I was raised to believe everything is a ghost. Yeah, they are. Anyway. And then third thing that happened so Sylvia was oh wait no two more things that happened yeah so the third thing um Sylvia was in her room sleeping and she usually gets up for like a midnight snack or a late night snack at like 3am yeah but this night she didn't because my mom has these wind chimes but the wind chimes are inside of the house like she has some that are outside and ones that are inside and she has wind chimes that are um in the living room and Sylvia could hear them snacking <gasps> against the wall and she was really freaked out and didn't eat banana bread that night oh so that's the real tragedy here <laughs> it takes a lot to make someone not eat banana bread i know like she just kept hearing it bang and bang and bang i feel for her um i would have like been screaming on... <laughs> <laughs> she was probably crying <laughs> Uh, but then later that day, like the next morning, Loki was looking up the stairs and like crying and whining. And he just stood there crying and oh, whining, staring Loki. at nothing. And then that night, I cleansed the house and nothing has happened since. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the update on the ghost in my house. Well, I hope they stay away. Me too. <laughs> Okay, tell us the ghost story. Okay, so this was sent in to, or into us, and it is titled, Ghost Story, The Violin Girl Statue. Oh, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, Gabby sent it to us. We forgot to read it last week. Oh, okay. Or, and the week before that. I, ha- I haven't read dad. it. I mean, I know the story, but not the update, so this will be interesting. My fam had taken in some of my grandparents' old stuff because they were moving, and from this we received one creepy-as-hell statue. Like, she was straight from a horror flick. Like, picture this. Like, (laughs) she used to like a lot. This is funny. Anyways. (laughs) Like, a one- to two-foot-tall faded statue of a girl sitting on a tree stump. Eye closed. Eye closed or eyes closed? Um, I would say eyes. She's probably not a cyclops. But I could be wrong. I was just thinking maybe she was, like, winking. <laughs> like, anyways. Eyes closed, playing a violin. I guess she was supposed to look zen, but with her creepy faded skin and dress, her hair in two loose pigtails, and that smile just seemed more devious rather than calming. It really set off the vibe. So my parents did the rational thing. They put her in the backyard, <laughs> shaking my head. <laughs> so here we are in summer, new statue creeping back there and living that summer life, but things started to get weird. Firstly, our dogs hated it. They would bark at it, run around it, but would be cautious to avoid it, and I don't blame them. I'd be watering the plants out there and think her eyes were going to open at any moment. Luckily, they didn't. Then the tree started dying. We had a tree in our yard for a full year and for some reason it just started dying. A whole year 
of this tree thriving and then it was like the life was being sucked from it and guess what happened to be right below it yep that fucking statue so my sisters and i told our mom it had bad juju so she thought she was indulging in our antics by moving it but then surprise surprise the new tree it was under started to die too and the grass around that thing just wouldn't fucking grow like how do you explain that not only that, but in the backyard, people would slip and trip when it wasn't wet. Fires would take ages to get going in a bone-dry fire pit, and overall, she was just creepy as fuck. So mom got rid of her after the other trees got infested by caterpillars one year, and we haven't had a single tree die since. In fact, our garden is thriving. It was overall a very weird experience. Thank you, Gabby. How did she get rid of it? She didn't say. Oh, okay. I thought you said it. Um, I didn't hear what you said. No, I just said she got rid of it. Uh, Gabby, how did how did you get rid yeah, of it? Yeah, Gabby, where did it go? Is it really gone? I feel like I'd drop it off at like Value Village or something. I'd like give it to like the neighbor, but I don't like. <laughs> that's a good. That's hey, a good here's one. a statue. Enjoy. Isn't it cool while here? Take it. <laughs> Actually, I would probably send it to you. Thanks. I'm like, Sandy, can you put this in your garden and tell me if everything dies? <laughs> I think the statue is haunted. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where I would put it, but I'd be too scared. <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally remember that statue. I mean, we witnessed it. It was back there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never really paid it much attention, but I mean, I don't know when she got rid of it, but her backyard definitely always kind of gave me some sort of feeling. You know, we did see the freaking ghost cross in that backyard. I was just about to mention that. (laughs) Yeah. So... So yeah, thank you, um, Gabby, and if anyone else wants to send us ghost stories, please do. Yeah, thank you, Gabby. It's always great to hear from you. Always. I'm really sad because, okay, so she took our engagement photos, Mm -hmm. and she was a fucking rock star. I told her how self-conscious I was and how I was really stressed about the whole thing, but, like, she made me feel great, and even Ian, who hates pictures, had a good time, and... Um, unfortunately we had to cut the session short because like it was super cold that day like it was super cloudy and rainy but it was overall it was pretty good Um, and she's going back home today and I'm really sad but I'm glad she she came for a visit yeah that's good did Sylvia Mm -hmm. get to see her too yeah good good yeah it was good um so you want to get into some crazy shit yeah yeah man is yours long no i don't know mine could end up being long Uh, mine's wild i'm like what but okay uh okay yeah let's hear it okay so it was your turn to pick and you wanted to talk about cults Now, at first, I was looking for a specific cult to talk about, but then you told me what you were talking about, so I changed it up a little. Oh, yeah, I changed my mind, too. (laughs) Oh. Wow. Well, here I was, trying to coordinate. Thanks. Mine's kind of similar, 
to what I was going to do. But anyway, okay, continue. Anyway, it doesn't matter because I find this really interesting than just talking about a cult. Okay. I'm going to talk about what makes a cult a cult. Yes, the perfect. Answers. This is going to complement mine so well. Oh, good. Um, the answers will shock you. <laughs> okay, so we, first... Oh my god, um, no. Wait. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm so no, rude. That's okay. Um... <laughs> no, our first cult episode, remember we looked up the like are you in a cult checklist? <laughs> and, and I'm actually going to read that to you today. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Because I found it really interesting. Nice. Okay. So, first I started with the origin of the word cult because I took a lot of religious studies classes in post-secondary. I wanted to minor in it, but unfortunately that didn't work out. Um, but I took a, a class on just like religion, like 101 kind of thing. And we talked about new religious movements. And we talked about the word cult and how the word cult isn't what we think of it now. Like when we hear that word, we envision something negative. We think of things like Jonestown, Scientology, the family, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the word cult has a positive origin. The origin is rooted back in the 17th century when the word meant to worship or homage. Mm -hmm. Um, It later moved on to mean a particular form or system of worship. So it started out um, with a meaning of what we now think of as churches or congregations. A cult was just people coming together to worship whatever God or whatever religion they participated in. That was it. Um, no negative connotation. It was just like, I'm going to church on Sunday. That was a cult. Yeah. <laughs> so the word became rare after the 17th century, but it came back in the 19th century to mean devoted attention to a particular person or thing. So by this definition, everything could be considered a cult, like Harry Potter fans, Star Wars fans, and of course, fans. like you and me in high school, MCR fans. Exactly. <gasps> yes. It's just... Okay. A devotion Honestly, to something. Fuck yeah! I'm t- I, like in high school, I was totally devoted to MCR. Like, and like by this definition, that was a, a cult. It's just a devotion I would, to anything. I definitely like would have. I mean, if they stood on like a a, a stage in front of me, I I would have got on my knees and like prayed to them. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though. <laughs> like, Same. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but you heard about like Jared Leto, right? And like his 30 Seconds to Mars band, and they started oh, a yeah. fucking cult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate Jared Leto. <laughs> I just, I, how did he start a cult and got away with it? <laughs> I mean,. I guess it's a simple thing it's like, to do. It was like a really expensive retreat for fans, but it was totally mm. a cult. But only him. Only him. I feel like he has a lot of uh, pride. Oh, I agree. I don't like him. I don't know. Anyway. Um, it wasn't until about 1993 when we started using the word to describe a certain group with certain beliefs that we don't agree with. Um, 
And there are a lot of people who belong to new religious movements that hate the word cult because it's been assigned kind of to their religion. Um, And, you know, people hate that word and that word is so negative that, like, I mean, growing up Mormon, I hated being told that I was part of a cult and, um, like, a lot of people who are still Mormon still hate it, you know, and it... I don't even know how to put this, like, new religions movements, like, why can't we have new religious movements? Like, do do I make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel. Like, at one point, like, Christianity was a new religious movement. And Christianity is, like, completely a cult. Bite me. Anyway. Well, just like, why, why can't we have new religious movements without labeling them as, like, dangerous cults? Yeah, like, in my opinion, like, how I've always associated cults are, like, devoted groups that um, have, like, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's what makes a cult is, like, a, a bad, negative kind of uh, group. Yeah. That's just how I've always seen it. So for me, mm-hmm. like Mormonism, like what you, you your family participated in, like that wasn't really mm-hmm. a cult. Like you guys weren't really doing anything wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's extremist versions that you know are obviously the ones that gave Mormons a bad image. Mm-hmm. Um, but that same thing goes for freaking Christianity, like they went around killing people all the time, so, yeah. Hmm. You know, uh, actually, I'm going to get into that, because I find that there's this great area between what is a cult and what isn't. Yeah. So, now that we have the history of the word aside, um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, yeah, so let's talk about the groups that we do think of when we hear the word cult. So, psychiatrist Robert J. Lifton wrote a paper in the 1980s where he detailed three primary characteristics that are features shared by destructive cults, so the cults we all know. So, the first primary characteristic is a charismatic leader. Um, This leader increasingly becomes an object of worship as the general principles that may have originally sustained the group lose power. That is, a living leader who has no meaningful accountability and becomes the single most defining element of the group and its source of power and authority. So basically, this means as time goes on, their basic principles start to lose power and all of their devotion goes instead towards the leader instead of the primary beliefs that started the group. Um, Number two is a process of indoctrination or education is in use that can be seen as coercive uh, persuasion or thought reform. So, aka brainwashing. That's the second characteristic. People being brainwashed into behaving in ways that are not in their best interest, but maybe in the best interest of the leader or the group. Mm -hmm. And then number three is economic, sexual, and other exploitation of group members by the leader. So we've seen examples of this time and time again, Heaven's Gate, suicide, the family, murder, children of God, sexual abuse, and etc. So the checklist. You can find this checklist anywhere. I just googled 
called Checklist, and it got me to like this this web page that's dedicated to helping like ex cult members. So, if your group has any or all of these, maybe you should ask yourself if you're in a cult. Mm-hmm. So number one is the group is focused on a living leader to whom members seem to display excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment. Two, the group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. Three, the group is preoccupied with making money. Four, questioning doubt and dissent are discouraged or even punished. Five, mind-numbing techniques such as meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues, denunciation sessions, debilitating work routines are used to suppress doubts. Six, the leaders, or the, the leadership dictates um, sometimes in great details how members should think, act, and feel. So that's things like members have to get permission from leaders to date, change jobs, get married, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Seven, the group is elitist, claiming a special status for itself, its leaders, and members. So the leader is considered like the messiah, like the way to exaltation, and then everyone who's not in the cult isn't exalted, mm-hmm. and everyone's damned, I guess. Like that, That's an example. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, the group has a polarized us versus them mentality. Nine, the group's leader is not accountable to any authorities. The group teaches or implies that the end justifies the means. Mm-hmm. Ten, the leadership induces feelings of guilt and members in order to control them. Eleven, member subservi- subservience to the group causes them to cut ties with family, friends, and personal group goals and activities that were of interest before joining the group. 12. Members are expected to devote inordinate amounts of time to the group. 13. Members are encouraged or required to live and socialize only with other group members. So, as I was typing this up and reading through this, I was like, okay, but there seems to be a a gray area. Because a lot of these things are, like, they appear in what we don't see as cults, but see as religions. Yep. Like, where is it? Number five, not mind-numbing techniques, meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues. Like, you you see that, like, Christianity has, like, the speaking in tongues, the whole translate state when you throw your arms up in the air, like... Oh, hey, Jesus. Let's sing this yeah, song and together. Yeah, like, that's a little, like... Or, like, the group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. Like, is it... And, like, I'm not talking about all religions because I, like, not that I'm an expert in different religions, but from the classes I took and saw, not every religion has this belief of bringing in new members or saving people. But, like, since most of us are pretty familiar with with Christianity, let's talk about that. There's this whole, if you don't follow Jesus or follow God, you will go to hell yeah you will go to hell you will be damned so we must bring we must convert new people so that they are saved mm-hmm. i mean doesn't that fit into preoccupied with bringing in new members yeah totally so um and then like so i have a list of potential risks so one is no tolerance for questions Uh, Two, no meaningful financial disclosure. Three, unreasonable fear about the outside world. 
4. There is no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong for leaving. 5. Former members often relate the same stories of abuse. 6. There are records, books, news articles that document the abuse of the group. 7. Followers feel that they can never be good enough. 8. The leader is always right. And 9. The group is the exclusive means of knowing truth or receiving validation. But again, all of that is present in religions. Like, former members often relate the same stories of abuse. There's a lot of ex-Christian, ex-Muslims, you know, stuff like that, who leave that religion and who tell stories of abuse. There's a lot who don't. So I feel like like there's this gray area. Yeah. And I guess when I went into this, I thought there would be like this whole like checklist of things that were definitely evident in cults and not evident anywhere else. But I guess it, it sometimes it's just hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There is a a gray area. And like no meaningful financial disclosure like a lot of churches take tithing without really telling people where their money's going to mm-hmm. it just it feels very um yeah the church just like sucks money out of people's pockets it's awful mm-hmm. and like unquestionable leaders like things that aren't considered cults have that like Catholicism and the Pope Ugh. Sorry. Okay, I'm very open about how, like, religion stuff makes me feel, and all of it just makes me feel gross. (laughs) Sorry, I just looked up on Google, like, is Christianity a cult? And... I mean, according to the origin of the word, it is. I agree. Yeah, it says that, like, there's no sharp distinction between cult and religions they're I mean, I kind of a cult <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess after reading this and then like stuff like that I don't want to say I don't believe in cults but like I don't know I think that we should all stop labeling things Like, again, let new religious movements happen just because they're new doesn't mean that they're evil. Yeah, no, I agree. But evil ones should also not be ignored. Yeah. I guess, But I guess I agree with you. I think if it is destructive in some way and you're hurting yourself or other people, then I would label it a cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, I think we we pretty much agree mm-hmm. on this topic, as we do most topics. Yeah. So basically, um, believe whatever you want, practice whatever you want. Just don't don't be evil about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. If you're in a religious group, don't judge other religious groups because you're all the same. I mean. <laughs> also, if you are part of a new religious movement, let us know. I'm always curious. <laughs> yeah. Why do people always just want to be fighting a war? I don't know. 
like just let people be happy i honestly don't get it yeah i say as i constantly bash christians <sighs> i'm sorry like religion like the church thing it's like picking a politician to vote for it's like or a party i mean because you have to pick and choose like what you support and you don't support but you gotta find the party that like supports the most things that you support but also like mm-hmm. it's it's so hard it's like oh my god I don't know it's also really hard to respect the party you don't support when their leaders are like <sighs> not the smartest for lack of a better term okay my biggest pet peeve is when political leaders have debates and all they do is just, just make fun of fucking you. bash each other. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's so funny. You hate each other. Wow, good for you. Now tell me about your fucking policies and what you're going to do for my damn country. Huh? It's like, How's that like, sound? I don't give a shit um, about your little, like, schoolyard fights. Like, that is petty and stupid. Knock it off. You're supposed to be fucking adults running this damn country. And you're gonna sit there and bash each other and not tell me about your policies and your beliefs. Like, bleh. Sorry. Well, Ian and I were talking about, like, the debate and how, like, the leaders of the other parties were answering questions and then the leader mm-hmm. of the conservative party was just making fun of Trudeau the whole time. And it's like, wow, revolutionary, answering questions. <laughs> okay, but, like, seriously, like, out of all the people that were on that debate, obviously, I have my preferred. Like, I I liked the, um, the NDP leader and their Green Party leader, and they were answering questions. But then even the fucking block leader, which I hate the block party because they're all for Quebec, right? Yeah. He was, like, actually, like, answering questions and not just in your bashing people and he was very well spoken for himself do i agree with anything he said no but he took his job seriously exactly and like that's more than what i, I can say for I just, the other leaders i wish i could vote and i hate that i can't vote for those of you wondering why i can't vote i'm a permanent resident in canada not a citizen and i can't vote and i'm really upset so i'm like telling other people to go vote yeah. Because I can't. I mean, I'm going to go to the American Embassy and put in all my paperwork to vote in the U.S. elections, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. But also, I live here, and I've been living here for almost 11 years. So, like, I th- I mean, this is my home. This is my country. Like, I am Canadian. Like, I feel like I should be able to have some say in who's running the country. Yeah. I also find it ridiculous how, like, certain things about the political leaders come out, like, right around voting time. It's like, where was this four years ago? Like, history didn't change. Yeah. Or, like, stupid things. Like, apparently, um, the conservative leader, Andrew Scheer... I guess he has a dual citizenship, which I don't like him, but not because of his stupid dual citizenship. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Like, women's rights? What are those? I don't know her. 
<laughs> but like how does his dual citizenship affect his ability to lead a political party I don't know I didn't find that really oh relevant it's like I remember watching a Republican debate this was before Trump was president he was running for president yeah and then one of the questions was tell me how you like the experiences you have had with God and I'm like what I don't give two shits about the experiences you've had with God I don't like how no tell me about your your freaking immigration policies or yeah. like what you're gonna do for health care like I don't care about like your talks with God who may or may not exist yeah like, what I why should why is that relevant it's uh, not I, I, it, I hate it yeah look you could be a Satanist for all I care I don't care just run my goddamn country yeah okay and we have a party that is basically saying how like they're gonna give us everything that everyone's ever wanted right uh healthcare like absolute free healthcare, not just our provincially funded ones. And like free tuition and uh uh like uh worry I don't know the word. Like sustainability and consciousness mm-hmm. of the environment and, and climate change and everything. Um like all sorts of things that who doesn't want that shit like everybody wants that yet nobody votes for this party it's like Ian was telling me like how one big I mean yeah and like he doesn't like Andrew Scheer either but like the one thing that really just like that Ian hates about him is like how much he's denying climate change oh my god yeah it's like dude it's the 21st century Climate change is real. I hate how I hate how like climate change has turned into like a liberal versus conservative, and like if you believe in climate change, you are liberal. Like no, this isn't about us versus them. This is about we're all gonna die because people like you don't want sustainability, and like we have the money and the technology to move into a more sustainable planet but no one wants to do it because Mm -hmm. I don't know why I really don't know why Mm -hmm. um but anyway we just went on a (laughs) yeah okay sorry listeners um we are both very passionate about uh, passionate about very many things and politics happens to be one of them because we have seen many 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 In our very short years and amount of time of living, we have seen a lot of uh, awful, awful effects from politics in in the countries that we are affected by. Yeah. And it's annoying because these issues have solutions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Shazne, tell me, <laughs> tell me stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So originally my idea was okay, because Sandy I'm pretty sure Sandy messaged me and she was like, Should we do cults this 
this week and I was like I was like no I want to talk about blah 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 stuff I'm not going to talk about in the future so I'm not going to say it now and then like a few days later I was like hey Sandy do you want to do cult (laughs) yeah and I was like yeah Yeah, she's like I already said that Um, but because I came across no wait no that's not true I was going to do Actually, I could probably still do this in the future, but I was going to talk about, like, people's experiences in cults. Mm-hmm. But then I came across this, and I'm shook to my core, because this is weird. And this is not going to make any sense, because I literally made my notes in, like, five minutes, but whatever. <laughs> so, I... I just finished. Okay, I love that Sorry. color, Sandy. That's gorgeous. Is it pink? It's pink. Yeah, yeah, it's hot pink. Yeah. That's okay. So Thank you. So Anyways. Um, yeah, if anybody wants a headband from Sandy, she charges, like, a lot of money. It's like $15. No, <laughs> oh, this, this is a present. Yeah. But no, go but yeah, go I'm order uh, headbands from Sandy and uh, cup holder things. Oh, yeah, I made you both of those things. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. Okay. So, I came across this video from someone whose name I should have written down. I might have written it down. I don't think I did. God damn it. I just found them on YouTube. Okay. God damn it. Oh, well. (laughs) I'll look it up later. So, I came across this video, and it, um... It is a, about a cult that was actually, it found its roots on Reddit. Ooh. Have you heard about this? This is no. so new. I can pretty much guarantee nobody has fucking covered this yet. Yes, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, yeah it's so new and kind of scary because this guy, the leader is kind of known for attacking people, but whatever. Oh, good. Come at me, bro. JK, don't. Um, so, the cult is called... Oh, God, I have to say this out loud. <laughs> I'm bad <laughs> for this. Um, Cantelmoism. 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 Oh, okay. I did write down the YouTuber's name. So, th- I found it on the YouTuber channel Barely Sociable, who does a lot of funky scary videos that uh i haven't watched too many i don't even know if i've seen any of his other videos yet but i literally just found him and um i was watching this video last night as i fell asleep to wake up 40 minutes later with sleep paralysis so (laughs) i was like wow it must be meant to be uh so yeah (laughs) barely sociable go check out his youtube channel because it looks pretty darn cool so he did a video on um, on this uh, cantalmoism when they came across a uh, separate subreddit that described a subreddit uh, dedicated to cantalmoism where the posts and users were highly gilded. Do you know what it means to be gilded, Sandy? No. Okay, so you know when you go on Reddit and people have like premium, they have like gold badges and silver oh, yeah. badges and stuff. 
So apparently mm-hmm. these cost money. I don't know. I have no idea how Reddit works. Sometimes I just oh, go on there. Oh, that's weird. Uh, so people have, like, used money, real-life monies, to buy these, like, badges, and then you gift them to people. Okay. Oh. So these people noticed this uh, subreddit that everybody on there had a ton of these gold and silver and platinum coins or badges Hmm. and which means like somebody's been spending a lot of damn money on these people um Mm -hmm. and then there was a specific post that hinted towards the possibility of it being linked to catalmolism catalmolism uh, so that's when this barely social dude kind of spiraled down a hole, and uh, yeah, we got this beautiful story of a subreddit for a, a Reddit Reddit ready. cult. So r slash Cantalmoism is a completely banned community. It no longer exists. Can't, oh. Even though so sh- the Scientology <laughs> subreddit still exists. For some reason, Cantalmoism was apparently worse. So, okay. uh, Cantalmoism was started by Chris Cantelmo, aka Chris CGC. So, this Chris CGC would spend thousands of his own dollars on these Reddit posts, encouraging users to participate in his thread. Uh, so, if they posted mm. like good memes or made this dude laugh, he would give them all these like. Uh, th- these uh, coin badge things, these money mm-hmm. things that are worth money. Reddit Gold gives users a week of Reddit Premium, and uh, this platinum badge gives users a month of premium. Uh, so, and premium just means that you don't get ads, and I guess you get like special quirks. I, I don't know. I, don't know. I couldn't tell you. But Chris I'm was just on Reddit for fun memes. Yeah, pretty much, right? Um, <laughs> Chris was most active in subreddits filled with teenagers and young, impressionable people. He has been known to spend over $300 of his own money on these guild badges. Uh, so, like, there's this one like, kid who posted and said, Let's get this post 69 platinum badges. And Chris, like, paid for them, and that was over $300 worth of these platinum badges, and each platinum badge equals one month of premium, so this kid has 69 months of premium. Nice. You know how many years that is? That's, like, seven years. (laughs) That's, like, the time I accidentally overpaid my cell phone bill and, like, basically got, didn't have to pay for, like, six months oh my gosh that's a lot of money to overpay because <laughs> it's I, I got my phone bill and it said negative 300 and oh. for some reason I thought that meant I owed $300 so I paid <laughs> another $300 then it was at negative 600 and I think I paid like <laughs> more that's good. and then later on Ian was like what are you doing like you're paying so much and so yeah I didn't have to worry about it for six months well, it was that's kind of nice I guess that's like that yeah. time that my power not power I don't know one of my like bills we got a a bill for like 1200 bucks or something stupid 
and so I called the company and they came out and checked our meters and stuff and it turned out that they were charging us for the neighbor's meter and ours mm. was they backlogged all our stuff and we had like a two thousand dollar credit the rest of the year oh. it was insane so we overpaid that much money um and how the front people in our building used twelve hundred dollars of energy in one month i have no fucking idea like i'm pretty sure they had to grow up in their basement because that's the only way i don't know i don't know how they managed but anyway yeah so uh mr chris cgc would go around paying off all these people on their reddit posts and um and that's kind of how he started to build a following he kind of became this meme everybody was like oh chris like he he'll give anybody money as long as you make him laugh oh you want gold go ask chris chris will help you out like whatever so people really started to like him some people looked up to him thought that he was really really like nice and giving so they they were like oh man i can't wait to have money so i can be like chris (laughs) um there was a subreddit created called children of chris who were all these people these followers of his or people Mm -hmm. that wanted his money (laughs) and yeah at first he just seemed like a generous dude but and like whatever some rich dude who liked memes but after an interview with chris chris stated that his motive was not just out of generosity see chris actually owned a few different medical companies and this Mr. Chris wanted to spread the word that the drug DMT or dimethyltryptamine I don't know <laughs> DMT <laughs> I mean it has the word meth in it so it's probably not that good for you uh yeah uh he <laughs> He wanted to spread the word that uh, this DMT can cure cancer and cure autism and cure schizophrenia and is the best thing in the entire world and everybody should use it, Um, Hmm. even though there is no definite proof for any of these claims. Classic. Yeah, so, you know, probably not true at all. Uh, We got another crazy guy on our hands, everyone. Uh, So Chris began to gain a following, obviously, because people like free shit. Um, so I looked him up in the middle of like making my notes. I looked up, I looked him up because I was trying to find more about this cult. Mm-hmm. And he's a fucking website, <laughs> and it is wild. So so is this cult still a thing? Yeah. Okay. No, this is brand new. This happened within like okay, um, all of his shit started in. 2018 is okay january of 2018 is kind of when he had this like mental break and um all the reddit stuff kind of happened mid 2019 and then his reddit posts obviously got shut down and shit but Mm -hmm. no he's still very 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 active um yeah so his website is chriscantelmo.com if you go on there it's like super psychedelic and like weird there's this picture of him and it's like all the color oh wait sandy's on the phone with me i can just show her 
psychedelics. Do you see this? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, it's just him, but he's changing colors. He just looks like an ordinary, like, grandpa. Yeah, right? I don't know. He's... Like, okay. So, this is his statement. Powering through life, Chris Cantelmo appears to have led a charmed life. Handsome, wealthy, and charismatic. The retired Yale-educated biochemist, biophysicist, has dedicated his existence to the scientific community, yet he seemed to be missing something. Like the pointillism of an impressionist landscape, a life can appear to be entirely different when examined up close. I, um, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. At the point of suicide, a clear vision emerged that DMT must be experienced. Yeah, so then he has this video that you can watch, and it's like a comic book of his life where... It starts on oh. in January of 2018 where he was going to kill himself. Um, mm-hmm. He was going to commit suicide. So he called his kids. Yes, this man has kids. He called them and said, bye guys. And then... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> Me neither, but... Bye guys. <laughs> He's like, bye guys. So they called the cops and this guy decided to change his mind. He's like, now nah, I'm going to live an extra day. I'll shoot myself tomorrow. That's also how I procrastinate. <laughs> anyway, so the cops showed up and they arrested him because they thought that he was a danger to himself. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, some shit happened. Eventually, he ends up doing these drugs and then he's like, oh, my mind is open and now I am a sage. Yes, he literally calls himself a sage. Okay, mm-hmm. so the story so far, it says, Thrust unexpectedly onto a roller coaster ride of internet fame, the domination of Reddit, an untimely downfall, su- suspicion of his generosity, love, sex, and drama. Chris may have found himself on a mind in search for his soul and ultimately has discovered the precious, ephemeral na- nature of true love. It turns out that not being totally selfish with these discoveries lets the entire community to succeed. The hardest lesson that the sweet is never as sweet without the sour. To live a real life, not wanting to live in a walking days, a slave to an unseen master. I, like, really, he's just, you know typical cult stuff where it really doesn't make any sense it's just really vague mm-hmm. and people like pull meaning out of it out of nowhere yeah what would you do if you had a mind wait no <laughs> i mean i thought i had one <laughs> what would you do if you had made chris's discoveries how would you share them what would you be risking to lose would you have the balls to share it with the world or hide and keep it private for a few? That is patriarchy right there. Saying you have to have <laughs> balls to do it. Well, excuse you. Uh, I hope Chris finds happiness. He deserves it. <laughs> 
I hate how they make it sound like I'm saying this. I'm not saying this. Um, he deserves it in its various forms, as it is the sweet after the sour. I have learned that being open for the, what comes next and experience life as it is. The genie is now out of the bottle. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> talking about a, a cult that was started last year on Reddit. That's weird. It's wild. <laughs> Alright, bye. <laughs> the genie is now out of the bottle. The DMT message has been shared. Those fighting against it will be held for charges against humanity. humanity. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Prohibition will end and the world has a chance of being saved. Thanks to the great men like Chris Cantem- Cantelmo, we might just have a chance. Wow, again, fucking patriarchy. This? Um, oh, yeah, here, he calls himself Sage Chris Cantelmo. I am hereby oh, okay. ushering in a renaissance of reason and spirituality, which have not be united since ancient times. You all know this is exactly what needs to be done and exactly how things are. Um, okay. So that's just like the front page of his uh, thing. He also has like three pages of blog posts dating back to early this year. But then he has discoveries of Chris Cantelmo. <laughs> and this is a list of like 28 apparent discoveries that Chris has uh, discovered. Because Chris is a fucking sage. Okay, so first off, Chris, number one, he discovered that uh, there is a God. Oh, oh, good. And number two, God emits a cosmic broadcast of electromagnetic waves. Wow. Three, humans and all other living creatures with a nervous system can receive information from God's cosmic broadcast while their neural network is enabled by DMT. So basically, if you take drugs, God can talk to you. Isn't that what all the drug-related cults say? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a documentary I watched when, like, I can't, if I think it might have been cocaine, heroin, I don't know, when a drug like that was legal and doctors were just prescribing it and people were taking it and Mm -hmm. they thought that it was helping them become closer to God. Yeah, no, I've heard of, like, very similar things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he says that aliens are now present on Earth and hyperactive in an eff- effort to save the Earth from environmental disaster, which, yay, go aliens. Yeah. The aliens have recognized Chris Catelmo. Oh, my God. So the aliens say that Chris is the only human well-versed enough to speak to the hearts and minds of every type of human. Aliens Classic. have demanded Chris to deliver the aliens' message. Stop polluting and warmongering and overpopulating, or we will unleash an unstoppable plague and lethal worldwide epidemic. So, the aliens have sent their warning. The aliens have spoken. Yeah. And, uh, I'm listening. They're unimpressed. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> Okay, he also says that uh, Einstein's energy equation needs to be updated to E equals 
four thirds pi mc third. I mean, I don't know what any of that means. Me either, and I probably said it wrong, but. (laughs) Okay. Um, Oh, (laughs) free will in humans is an illusion, and the end state of every living thing follows suit. The consequence of this fact is anxiety should evaporate since our individual actions are irrelevant to the final outcome at all times. People should do the most enjoyable thing at every waking moment. So basically, quit your jobs, stay home, and play Fortnite. I would. I'm not Fortnite, <laughs> but I would. should stay home. Yeah, stay home. Eat pie. Don't worry oh, about I your job. That. I love that. Um, he also talks a lot about nervous systems and computers. Um, he also says that, okay, this one's kind of weird. Not that the rest weren't, but. So, apparently, there is a DMT cycle in mammals in which DMT and sex hormones are inverse, inversely proportioned. The higher the level of sex hormones, the lesser the quantity of DMT produced by the pineal gland in the brain. DMT production is stopped altogether in humans as puberty, at puberty, and reinitiated in late adulthood. So apparently, uh, kids are high. I mean, that makes sense. And, And they can talk to God. Oh, okay. (laughs) The mental health syndromes called schizophrenia and autism are one and the same and result from a relative overabundance of bioavailable DMT. Wow. So those with schizophrenia and those with autism are uh, just high on DMT all the time and talking to God. That's what he just said. So thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure thing, sir. Oh my god. Um, from here on, these sy- syndromes can be unified as autophrenia. Autophrenics are geniuses and were created by God to be leaders of humanity and lesser normal adults. Lesser normal adults were too stupid to see this in modern times. In ancient times, autophrenics were rulers. Uh, that's not true. In ancient times, if you had any sort of like disorder of any kind especially mental health you were uh mm-hmm. like fucking lynched am i crazy if you were a that? woman who liked to read yeah yeah people were crazy back then um yeah. he does say that shakespeare galileo da vinci and all historical geniuses probably even jesus himself were autophrenics as well so apparently they were gods among us um he also said that moses was definitely also moses talked to god he talks a bit about the fluoride in our water as most conspirists do um yeah this is pretty crazy stuff it's interesting i guess mm-hmm. i mean Overall, I think this is pretty much all I wanted to say on the matter. Okay, so he would give people money 
on Reddit. Yep. To promote this drug. Yeah. Okay. So he started out by getting attention by giving people money, and then uh, he was asked Why like, didn't "I know about it. I would have been like, hey, can you give me money?'" <laughs> well, you can't actually use it for money. That's the thing. Like it goes towards Reddit premiums. Oh. So sure, if you're on Reddit, it might be useful for you, but I'll be like, "Happy birthday, Ian! Here's 69 months of Reddit premium." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'd rather just cash, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then that's how he kind of got attention, and then he started spreading the word of his drugs, um, and like he targeted younger audiences. And he did kind of get, like, a small following. He did have... Mm-hmm. There was a user who claimed that DM, DMT cured his cancer. But, you know, it's probably not true. And, um... Yeah. And, yeah, so... I don't know. What were those, like, you had a list of three signs or something that makes up an occult? Yeah. Let me... I feel like this episode's gonna be so long. Oh, we're already at an hour and twenty minutes. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. We had so much to talk oh, it's about. Fine. Um So a charismatic leader, uh brainwashing and economic, sexual and other exploitation of group members. So like exploitation of group members. Okay. Well let's see. Charismatic leader? Well, he self-identifies as charismatic. B? Um, Brainwashing? Indoctrination? Uh, well, he definitely used money to get people on his side. Um, there was claims that I he mean, does promote, like, things like uh, meditation and all that. Um, and well, see, I mean, he is like promoting using have this drug. Sorry. Well, I was just saying, like, if he's getting people to use this drug, it might be easier to indoctrinate them too. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Yeah. And also, like, if he's promoting people to use this drug to cure, or like, by saying that it's going to cure mm-hmm. certain ailments, well, that could throw fall under um, exploitation because. Like, they're likely becoming dependent on these beliefs and such. Maybe. Mm. So. Definitely has, uh... Uh, it, it could become a cult. Or could it be yeah. a cult, considered. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, overall, like, I think this man's definitely mentally ill. He's got... He was in a hard part of his life, obviously. I mean, even beforehand, he obviously had stuff going on because he, well, he didn't want to die. Um, And then he decided to do this drug, DMT, which I believe probably screwed around with his mind. The video that I watched said that uh, Chris likely has, like, psychosis and yeah he probably Mm. does have like a psychosis and he believes that he's almighty um and yeah 
like um definitely just like a, a sick fellow yeah. and they're out there but yeah I just thought this was kind of a wild story because it's so new that yeah that is wild thank you mm-hmm. yeah no check out his website it's interesting <laughs> I will well maybe psychedelics kind of scare me I don't know why yeah I feel <laughs> there's like a weird I like vibe. his uh discoveries they sound like oh, every yes. other crazy cult leader's discoveries so I'm like okay <laughs> I feel like a lot of cults like have things about like aliens mm-hmm. yeah weird. what was that one where it was Heaven's Gate, is it? With the aliens? I mean, I'm pretty sure they had some sort of aliens. Yeah, I think Heaven's Gate was something to do with aliens. There was one we talked about in my religious studies class where they were basically teaching, like, you gotta strip down naked, go into the woods, and wait for an alien, and then mate with them. Oh my god, yeah. Sandy, remember we were talking about cults in, like, Saskatchewan and Alberta? Mm-hmm. We were look. I was looking them up. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, that guy in Edmonton. So, Canadian girl, watch out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's her neck of the woods, so. Doesn't she live in Alberta? Yeah, I, I don't know why, I thought it was Edmonton. I think she mentioned it once. Okay. But I could be wrong. Um, and then what? We had one in Regina? Regina? Something, I think it was Regina. Something weird and small. I haven't looked up any in BC, but I'm sure there's Oh, well, that's here. where the friggin' uh, what's it called? Nexium or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. That one that came out last year. With the the mm-hmm. actress from Smallville, she was in it and stuff. I'm pretty sure they were all in BC, mm-hmm. or it's, at least part of it was in BC. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, oh well, this is a cult episode. I can tell this story. So, at my cabin, which is in somewhere in Saskatchewan. Uh, there's this RCMP officer that lives up there, and he's, like, a retired one. So back in, like, the 80s, when, or 80s, 90s kind of thing, they would, like, drive around, um, not too far away, and, um, they would, like, drive into, into, like, the bush, and Mm -hmm. they, like, flash their lights, and, uh, there's, like, this group of people in there and then it, when they flashed their lights like this group of people would just like run and hide it was because apparently oh, yeah. supposedly they were a cult so yeah there was a cult near my cabin in the woods so welcome to the woods <laughs> hello and welcome for a second woods. I thought you were frozen a podcast about cults cults and cults hope you enjoyed also, Chris had a podcast. 
So oh, he's sweet. one of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> we can bond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't had an episode this long in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. But I think it was about time. Yeah, for sure. You can follow us on Instagram at The Woods Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Woods Podcast. Email us all of your spooky tales at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Remember when we used to have a website? Ha. No, when was that? (laughs) We had a website? What? (laughs) Anyway. We tried. (laughs) One year ago. um, (laughs) Thank you to Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. And we'll see you next time. Bye.